is the Mindset Game Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts, and on the show today, I've got Steve McNamara, so welcome onto the show, Steve. Thanks, James. Absolutely awesome to be on here, brother. For the people that don't know you, can you give a brief introduction to who you are and what you do? Ooh, what I do, I'll simplify it for you, man. We've spoken about this before, but it, for, for the purpose of this, um, well, my name's Steve McNamara anyway. I'm in far north Queensland, Australia, um, a place I love to call home. It suits my lifestyle, sunny beaches and tropical weather. But uh, just a, a brief understanding of what I do. I'm actually a, a personal life coach, if you want to call it that, um, with a strong emphasis on fitness um, based on a lot of my story. Um, and a lot of my past and my background, how I made some changes across life, that, that's been a big part of, of developing what I do now um, and especially people that I do work with that's, like I say, a very strong emphasis and something I'm really, really passionate about. As you would know from life experience and that, when you've made changes and everything and you've got the results, you, you are passionate about helping other people from that point and it's something that I, I, I do love doing. So... I don't know. Do you want to hear a bit of my story? Have you got some questions? Or yeah, that'd be good to 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 hear the background as to why um why you got into the mind the mindset things and looked into obviously improving your health. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, like I say, back in my past, being in Oz, um, I was a worker. Just go to my job all the time. I played my sports and everything growing up. Love my sports, but I love my partying as well and. More often than not, the party and come into the local scene, and that led to a lot of trouble in and out of like in and out of trouble a lot through my twenties, mainly even starting my teenage years. But I was always passionate about sport, but I was never right into my fitness. My health wasn't number one then; it was like my social life was number one, um, and it actually actually curved a lot. Like once upon a time, I'm not one to talk up my talent, but now I look back and I, I did have talent in a lot of areas, but I never really recognised it and never really followed through with it. Because, like I say, my social life and the partying always seemed to take over. Um, here in Oz, like the Aussie rules football, um, that was something I was passionate about. Cricket, which we're way better at than you guys, I've got to say, <laughs> but I'll throw that in there. <laughs> but I used to play them sports and I was good, even golf. And I had that, but I had a lot of anger issues as well. Now, this links into the mindset and what I really, really am passionate about because a lot of people I know have anger problems and where it stems from, and that's why I just wanted to find out. And through my 20s and that, like I say, the social life, even in sport, I was very angry, very aggressive. It didn't serve me well. In Aussie rules, it did a little bit. It's pretty rough and tumble sometimes. Mm. But, yeah, never really, I never really followed through with a lot because of that because I didn't have the mindset because I didn't have – I didn't want to change. I just kept going. I thought I was angry. I thought I was born that way. The story I was telling myself all along through my 20s and it sport especially because you would know, but in sport, it's something you're passionate about. It's like better be fun. I um I didn't get a lot of fun out of it sometimes because it was always really, really hard on myself. Now, I moved away from the sport. I always got a lot of injuries because I wasn't healthy. Um, like I say, with a party lifestyle, a lot of drugs and alcohol too. Like I think at one stage there, like I was under 60 kilos. I could have been riding a horse around a racetrack which is not healthy. Like, I'm not a tall guy, but that was not healthy. But I really, a couple of things sort of happened. Like, I was in court for a few things, um, violent things to do, do with the partying and all that sort of stuff, and I couldn't couldn't handle myself. I'm very angry. And um, one turning point was I got an opportunity to work 
away from city. I was very good at my job, like being a supervisor with the construction crew, all that sort of thing. Never missed work. I don't know how because I didn't sleep on the weekends. But I moved away and worked in Outback Australia in the mining industry. Now, that was a big thing for me because I changed my environment. I didn't know how powerful it was at the time. But for me to go away, I didn't know anyone. I moved away from that life like I left my friends. Bad environment when I look back on it. But that gave me the, the choice I moved and I was secluded from all that life. And what I found is I'm like, all right, what do I do? Here I am like 60 kilos, whatever, not healthy. I'm going to start going to the gym. I've got to do something about how I am because I was angry all the time. I was unhappy. I was always tired. And I wanted to impress people over there. I wanted to show, hey, I'm good at my job. And being in the mining game, I'm not sure if you know, like we got um, breathalyzed every morning. We got drug tests. So it was like I had no choice. I had to straighten up. I had to do something about it. But I found my health. As soon as I started going to the gym, I started feeling better. started eating properly. I started becoming consistent. It was a progression, I've got to admit. There was lots of downtimes. There was lots of times where I still lost my temper. I still had a temper for a few years, I did. But the number one thing I found was just by eating right and training consistently, I started to realize my health got it better and better and I felt better for the energy. Now, that I was over there for about six or seven years and it led to, I'm going to fast forward through a bit of that because it led to about probably 18 months ago. Now, my health was really, really pretty good then. still could improve. Now, I did, I did team, up, team up with a, a health and wellness company. It was at the time and it just sharpened me up on a few things but I knew that I reacted certain ways. I was really in tune with how my body reacted when I trained at certain times, when I ate certain things, when I slept properly and all this and I just loved how far I'd come in that amount of time but it actually led, I got into personal development as well because I still had this anger thing which like I touched on before, that had haunted me for years and years. I thought I was born that way but when my health improved, I started asking questions like, well, if that can improve and make me feel better, how can I take all this stuff to another level? And that's when I got right into the personal development and realized that health is number one. And that's not just physical health. That's like mental health if you want to put it under a label. And that, when I got right into that and really worked on the anger and the emotions and everything tied to it, where it started from, like going back to my, my younger years when I was a kid, all that there, I've done that consistently for the last 18 months and just by looking at my own story and then started to work with people, how powerful mindset is um, when it comes to your health, fitness, especially working with people as a coach and it doesn't have to be a coach in the fitness game, be a coach on any level. Mindset is, it's 80% psychology with everything. The rest is like, it could be physical, it's 20% robotics. So yeah, that's that's a really quick skip through a bit of my background and a bit of my past. Um, if there's anything specific, definitely ask away. Something that I've I've found is, is very powerful when working with people too is no stone unturned when it comes to my past. It's like any questions, we're any part of it, and people connect with that. It's real. And Steve, you say my, mindset's a powerful thing. Uh, what are some of the ways that it can obviously help to mellow down your... How would I put it? Your emotions. Having an understanding of why you react a certain way. That's that when I started learning that, why I reacted a certain way. Like I say, a lot of this connects to when we're younger. But having that awareness when something comes up, when someone like 
I learned something really powerful called cause and effect. Like you can be at the effect of something. I used to react like abruptly, like boom. It's like just I'll put a sporting perspective on this. If you like in footy, you kick a goal or you miss a goal and you know you should have done better and you just have a go at yourself straight away like, ah, or someone trips you up or someone tackles you bad. You're like, ah, I used to be instant at the drop of the hat. But to have that awareness like, no, you don't react that certain way. Just simple things like take a deep breath. It's okay. It's not going to change the situation. So now they become aware of that and put that into a habit instead of the anger, the outburst and everything. That was a pretty powerful tool to learn. Being at the effect of a situation where you can't change it, it's happened. You can't do anything about it. All you can do is like you mentioned emotion. You can be in control of your emotions there and that's going to change how you are going forward. That's something that it's so powerful and you can utilize in any areas. You can use it in an argument or a conversation. Simple thing. And someone says something you don't like, if you go back at them without thinking about it, that, that can blow into anything. But if you just take it back, assess the situation, well, it can't change what they've said. Let's just move forward. That's, to me, that's, that's, real, that's, that's really, really powerful when it comes to mindset. It's simple. Does it come back I to, think it's simple. Does it come back to that um, factor that you're kind of reflecting on the spot, uh, like in, in, in the moment? You're thinking, well, if I say this, it could go down one way. If I, if, but if I react in a different way, I could go this. So it's a kind of a crossroads to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a tough one too. And like I say, because we're talking about, we can talk about sport and stuff here. It's a tough one too because in the heat of the moment or a game or whatever it is, you're going to be like, well, I could have done better and all this sort of stuff. But even then, if you just take a deep breath and you do, you look at, well, if I do this, and it can be in an instant. And this, this, this takes practice and habit too. It takes doing it over and over. But you look at it and say, all right, boom, boom. If I react this way, the ref's going to like give a penalty or something like that. Or if I just bite my tongue for a sec, you never know. I could actually get something out of it. So it's not going to change the game. That, that's pretty powerful. And in terms of tips and ways to obviously calm your anger down, what would you kind of um... – well, prescribe in a certain way. Oh well, I'll be open and honest here. I've done a lot of work around anger. And when I say a lot of work, it's not just one quick tip. It's not one, hey, just don't be angry now. <laughs> That's how ingrained it was in me. Now, I always, everyone's different situation. A lot of the guys that I've worked with, a lot of the men I've worked here with in Oz, especially with the retreats and everything that we've been through, a lot of their anger comes back from how they related to their father or the older men or figureheads, maybe coaches or anything, when they're kids. I did a lot of this stuff and it actually linked back to then, just how I reacted back then. And I don't know if you're after simple tips to move forward. A great thing to do is you break a pattern from there. If you're you're just starting your journey, just say, or you're not in that position where you're going to get into deep personal value, you just want some quick tips or something to deal with it there and then to progress from there. It's like any pattern. If you've got a pattern of angry reactions or something, you've got to break the pattern. So simply, like we were just talking about before, take that deep breath. Just tell yourself yourself a little bit of a different story. The story you tell yourself before, you're going to listen to that. So if you usually get angry, just say, all right, calm. I'm just calm. It, It might sound really simple, but this stuff can be simplified that much. And then, from a personal standpoint, would it not be better to obviously 
move more into the personal development as opposed to simplifying it and trying to obviously implement tips yeah i i think so but personal development comes on a lot of levels and it's all about application like with me and my personal journey i've got a personal one-on-one coach like just a life coach i went to retreats because i was at a point where i was actually doing really well in life in terms of i had money in the bank had a couple of properties i had the material things but i was not happy inside because i still had this anger problem so me personally, for my journey, I got a coach, and he highlighted certain areas where I could improve. He didn't tell me what to do. He pushed me certain ways. It was a bit of hardcore stuff. It's what I needed at the time. But now that I've done a lot of that work, I can simply read a book or watch some, some YouTube stuff. But it's what you do with that information. It's what you do with you learn, or say a Tony Robbins or a Gary Vee or someone like that. There's so many great people and who are in this game out there now, like motivational speakers, sportsmen, you listen to some of their stories and what they did to apply it. Because with anything you learn, coached, taught, anything, it's the application going forward that's important. You can even teach it. I'm massive on something I learn, and if I go and teach it, that's me me learning it and repeating it again. You, you teach that over and over, and that's that's a simple way to do it. It's, it's all about the application of what you've learned. And that's something, like I say, like I haven't got a coach at the moment. I've actually got a, a, an online coach. I've got to mention that in here. I'm not sure if you're connected with Celeste Rains Turk in the US. She's, she's fantastic, doing similar to what you are. But that's what I've got for me, and that's for accountability. There's so many ways you can go. It's all about application too. I have to apply what, I, what I'm showing online, what we have in our calls. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, and that's a good way for anyone. It depends on their motivation too. Because anyone can say, yeah, I've watched that YouTube video and all this, or I've, I've read that book, but it did nothing, or I didn't really get it, or nothing, no, nah, that's no good, that's my bit of personal value, it doesn't really work. Just all about the application. Accountability is awesome in that too, like I mentioned. And you would know that with your clients, yeah? I think that with that one, Steve, I think when people say, oh, it didn't work for me, it's, it's like, well, you could, well, like using an analogy with food, you should at least try something once and okay you may not particularly like yeah. it but if we come back to like the using mindset as the example okay there's certain aspects I okay there's probably hundreds and hundreds of things that you could implement but it's trying to kind of picking and choosing what works with you and your kind of lifestyle and, and where you are at that particular moment whereas okay you look at it like mindful mindfulness is for as as a big one. It's mm. for some it can be viewed as spiritual. Okay, you don't have to have candles and sit there, sit in a little uh, dark room. There are certain a- aspects of it that you could uh, uh, use. For example, uh, just clear clear your head and watch. Well, what I do is to kind of wind down from bit, from work is, I won't say watch mundane television, but watch something that you don't have to really concentrate on or it's uh, yeah. something that's light-hearted and you can take yourself away from the ins and outs of what day-to-day life. So it's kind of implements, yeah. like you said, it's implementing what works for you and obviously... The big one is having accountability. That comes back to probably not doing things 
by your lo- by yourself, because then at least you've got yeah. somebody to. Um, well, well, the term is the shoulder to cry on, and well, that's generally when something goes wrong. But you've got somebody to fall back on if things don't go right. Mm. Or it's like yeah, a, accountability. Or, accountability is massive, especially in the game that fitness game and everything like that. It's like if you reach out and you've got a health goal. It's obvious because you haven't got what you want. You're doing things your way, like you've said. You, you want results at other people, but you can use this across the board. I, I talk about this all the time. If you want a different result and someone else has got it and you're able to be accountable to them as a coach or a mentor or something like that, that's, that's really good because they're not going to tell you what to do, but you want what they want. They know how to get there. So you're accountable to the steps they put in place. Like a big thing I talk if we're going to talk about mindset here, I'm massive on routines. I, ne- I never used to be, but I'm massive on routines. Now, I've got some powerful daily routines I teach in mindset, and you can utilize them for your health, your wealth, um, your mindset, all your areas of life, whatever you want to split it into. It's, it's something that's really big in the coaching circle, and you can really knuckle down and do daily routines and really focus on these areas every day. Get up in the morning, like you say, time for yourself, positive self-talk, affirmations, things like that. And I, I work with people health-focused too. A lot of them health focus. It's either health or wealth at the moment, the guys I'm working with. But health, it's like you tell yourself you've got that great body. You pitch yourself having that sort of stuff. But you do it day to day and having an accountability program where you check into and say, well, I've done this in the morning. In in the case of mine, there's a little selfie on Facebook. So there's a couple of things at play there, getting out of their comfort zone a bit. But they're accountable there every day. And there's certain things in the routine that you can target areas they need to work in. Then at night, you mentioned you have that time where you switch off so you just get distracted. They've got sets of questions, but they go and they just have like an, an empty out. Like at the end of the day, assess their day. They do that every day, and that's the accountability. And you, I, I can take it with some of the clients to a real hardcore level, and we can really knuckle down. If they don't do it, you get into it. But if they really, really want one day, that, that result, and you really touch deep on why they want that end result, that accountability, just knowing that they're going along and they're getting the results on the way, that's 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 powerful in itself. I, I, like I say, I'm massive on the daily routines when going for results. But if we come back to that sporting analogy that you used earlier on, uh, it's like that what-if scenario. If it's it's For the clients that do implement everything that you give them, it's, it's a, I think it's that one of those um, analogies. It's... Uh, it's Every, leaving no stone unturned. So if you've done everything in your power to, well, we'll say not generalize, but implement everything that you will find useful to improving yourself, you've got no self, not self-doubt, but nothing to be negative about to say, well, what if I did such and such, I don't know, a week ago or such and such. Because it, it, it's you've got you've done everything in your power to improve. Okay, it's not as cutthroat as a sport in the, at the sport environment. Because if you don't do something, it's gonna it could be a ma- it could be a massive ma- massive uh, detriment to you to yourself. But in, in the in the in that sense, yeah, in the high level, yeah. But we could, we're using that uh, well. That mindset, okay, mental health is a is a is a massive one. Okay, you shouldn't neglect that because, especially men, we're quite good at hiding our feelings. It's like, oh yeah, everything's 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 okay, but <laughs> on the inside, it might not be. 
Well, this is this is what I've done the most work around, and this is what I'm probably most passionate about. We can talk about health and everything all the time. You can have the ultimate body and fitness and all that, but especially with men, especially, um, we do. We suppress everything. We suppress stuff because it goes back to how we've been brought up in the schoolyard, around our dad and all that. We're the tough guys. We're the men. You don't talk about your feelings. You don't cry, all that sort of stuff. But what happens when you get older, and it happened massively to me, Massively, it's when I started asking questions and actually move away from the mining game and to get into the networking game as well because I was unhappy with myself. I would, I'd suppress so much stuff. Like I lost my best mate when I was 23. Uh, he was the one I used to play sport with and knock around with that. That really, really knocked me about. But I, I suppressed that stuff for like 15 years. So what happened in time, you suppress anything, other things happen. You start bouncing off the good, but all these other things happen. You focus on the negative, and then I lost um, my mate to suicide in the mining industry about three and a half years ago. Now, that's when that really rocked me with all my past stuff because I suppressed so much of that. So what happened, I used to drive like I was a supervisor in the mines, and I'm not sure if anyone who listens to this knows that's a pretty um, ego-driven game here in Outback Australia. It's like... Tough guys, they all go have a drink after work. I wasn't like that. I was in my fitness, but at work, I was like very, um, what was it called? Very, uh, what's the word? Significance driven. That's how it was to get my job done. So I didn't want to show emotion and things like that. But I used to drive away sometimes, away from the boys, and I used to go and have a cry in my car, and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't work it out. Didn't want anyone to see it. I couldn't handle it. A big, big reason why I made some massive changes about eighteen months ago. Because I did, I had my health in check. Well, I thought I did, my physical health, what I look like and training and that, but on the inside from suppressing all that stuff, and what happens, you, you find out when you go on this journey, as you call it, you're going to get stuff that comes up and it keeps coming up, but the, the great benefits of that, that it's, yeah, like I say, I'm here now talking about it. I couldn't talk about this stuff 18 months ago. There's no way. It's... um. It opens so many doors for you and opportunities too. Uh, like I say, I'm going to an event this weekend with some amazing people, and this would not have happened. Like I used to get like scared of being in groups of people. That's that's a big thing we've come with. There's so many different benefits you can look at from working on yourself. From if we go use the, the topic of men suppressing emotions and stuff, a lot of men don't get anywhere where they want to get in life because they do that and they get to a point where they're like, well, I can't do anything about it. This is how I am. A lot of them end up broken and end up like not living the life they want. There's so many ways you can take this part of the conversation. As you can tell, I am passionate about it. But is it, it does it come back to obviously with the emotion? It's kind of like you say, it's drilled into people. It's it's this is how it. But it's it's society start to. Obviously, open up about it. Yes, men should talk about it. I think it's going to probably take a, probably another generation before it's. I'm 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 not too bad. It depends on what it what it is. I'll probably put a front up to some things, but you can tell from my uh, probably body language, uh, facial expressions that something's not quite right. So I probably don't hide it as well as I can, but then most of the time I will be up front with people like, no, this isn't, this isn't, because it's, it's, at the end of the day, and probably you test to, 
keeping it locked up is only is only going to be hurting yourself because you're suppressing uh, all these negative um, thoughts, connotations. So you just make dig well. To use that analogy, you're just digging yourself a bigger hole. You are, you are, and I've lived it. Like I say, 15 years of holding on to stuff. Some people hold on to stuff for their whole life. That's why you hear so many people when they're going to the they are on their deathbed and they come out with all these regrets and things like this. They've held negative energy or emotion in there for their whole life, and then they realise they're leaving, and then they're going to burst it out. What's what's the point? That doesn't serve anything. It's like wasted energy of suppressing things. And like you say, it may take another generation. But I know I know a lot of the people in my circle now, and it's not a close inner circle; it's a bigger circle. Um, there's a lot of men coming out with amazing movements right now like last year myself coach i had lee bundy amazing setting up retreats in bali very very spiritual very physical um like there's a volcano hike there's a lot of work in there but there's a lot of stuff too about purpose and emotions and understanding how how we how emotions work and why why we suppress things and really really testing like that closed environments is huge if you you want to talk about ways that men can start to do it, environments massive. Like you, you talk like sometimes you want to, you don't want to talk about stuff with someone because you, you've got to have trust with the person for a start. The way we've been brought up and conditioned, we're not going to trust everyone straight away. No way. We're like open there. So you've got to get into them protected environments. It's a, it's a reason why I love the network marketing game or just networking in full stop. It doesn't have to be network marketing itself, but just that environment that a lot of the companies create that it, it allows you to be a bit more comfortable. They make it, well, can be safe, if you want to call it a safe environment, to speak up a little bit, to show a bit of emotion. And the more men, and we're using men for the example, do that in a bigger group, then it comes out. And it's not, there's a lot of stuff out there and you would know that they encourage men to talk. That's cool. But that's just bringing awareness to the situation. It's bringing awareness to what they're going through. The, the, the big thing with anything, and you can link it in your health, you provide solutions. All right, this is what you've been suppressing. This is a, your perceived problem from your past. All right, how do we move you away from that? So, like, if you've got something wrong with your health, you're going to say, well, you've got to do these exercises. You've got to eat this food. There's your solution to go forward. It's the same with suppressing emotions or things. It's tied to events. All right, what happened at the event? Learn the lesson. Well, this is the better way to go forward. It's not serving you by holding on to that. Just tell us about it with no judgment, environment, massive. You're in a, an environment now and ju- judges you. It's like having a coach. The trust is the number one thing. You get a client, they trust you. They're like, all right, you're going to tell them straight out. Well, you've got to lose 20 kilos. A lot of people, if you said that straight up, you've got to do this, this, and this. You're unhealthy. If they didn't trust you. They might take offense to that. But you you know what they need. Oh, yeah, but I think it's, I think... In this day and age, I think people take offense quite easily. They do. They do. But you imagine with emotions where men, we are conditioned that way and you're talking about personal stuff. See, sometimes you've got to like literally tie them down and open them up and say, tell us about it. It's going to help you. It's, it's a big thing. Environment's massive with stuff like this. Like I say, this is a, this is a huge topic. Um, I, I can talk about this for about five podcasts. Because there's so many different ways you can go about it. But it's all with all this sort of stuff. It's all about solutions. There's so much awareness out there around mental health and men's health especially. But it's all about solutions because 
that's where the real progress can be made. And when I know, I know with a lot of people that I've grown up with, they need to see results too. It's like anything. So if you provide a solution for someone in any area, it's the same with mental health. If someone's going through a lot, if you want to put it under the label of depression, they get out of that and they live in a happy life. It's like, all right, there's the proof that this sort of stuff can work. And that's definitely in the fitness game. Like I'm massive on fitness to, to do that. Health and fitness to improve your life and your mindset and, I don't know, getting them endorphins going and stuff. You feel happier and you actually feel happier to talk about stuff. It's, it, it is a simple thing, but so many, so many men, it's like, well, I'll go to the gym, I'll feel better. Well, that's all right, go to the gym more. It's like emotion, energy in motion can be positive and negative. If you go to the gym, you're doing something positive. You're getting the endorphins going, you're feeling better about yourself. Emotion, it's, it's a cool little thing. Tony Robbins talks about that a lot. He just does it in the big, deep voice and <laughs> with a big crowd going nuts. And when you say using the gym, it's, it's kind of twofold because it, you can obviously use it obviously as a way of releasing the endorphins. Obviously, you could do it from another way of, I won't say go to the gym if you've got anger issues because that's, that's <laughs> at times that could go wrong. But you could get, you can obviously... In the lighter sense of it, you could release obviously that negative uh, stresses that you've had throughout the day, or any frustrations you've had. It's a good way of obviously, well, quote unquote, taking taking your frustration out on something that, and it's useful. Well, it is useful if you go to it. I used to train angry. I used to. I used to go in there like. Ah! I never could get the results. I'm like, why am I getting the results? Because I went in there anger. But if you go in there like a release, but with some focus, this is this is what I say. With some focus, you're going to go actually train something. And I'm big on focusing on certain areas, whatever you're training. If you go in there like, yeah, I've had this shit day or this shit go wrong or whatever it is, whatever's happened, I'm going to go in. I'm going to really focus on training this with all that that build up energy that I'm not happy about. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to something positive use. Because this feels better. Instead of going in there and going, ah, oh, stuff you, this, that, that, going and punch the boxing bag or whatever you do, you got more chance of having an injury. And I used to do that all the time. I used to get on the treadmill and just run like a mad person. I'm like, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to get... Because I was angry. I was not getting the results. It was like bad energy. So I'd burn out. That's, a lot of people don't get that too. That's why I, a lot of gyms, I, oh, I used to go into on social media and do a little live stream or something to show the angry people in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> just as a bit of love, but you see it a lot, hey, you do see it a lot, a lot of people go just for that anger, but if they realise if they just put some proper focus into it, yeah, you can go to release stuff, it's the same as like if you want to do a meditation, you just like there, you just to distract the thoughts, get rid of the thoughts, focus on your training, whatever you're training, that's, that's a great way to do it, it is. And Steve, if you had to uh, wrap this podcast up, in one sentence, uh, not wrap this up, sorry. If you had to kind of <laughs> summarize this podcast into a one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Well, at the end of the day, if you're not happy where you are, have a look at yourself, what you can do to improve. All starts and ends with what you can do in your actions. That's, that's definitely a good one, that in terms of what? You could you could generalize that to anything, couldn't you? Because you got your fitness elements, um, nutrition, obviously the the mental one we were talking about. 
So that's I think that's that's a good one to take away. Yeah. So once I again, I do talk a lot. So. <laughs> so once again, Steve, thanks for coming on the show. Now, absolute pleasure to be on, mate. After all this time since we first chatted, it's good to get this rolling. Um, hopefully, I've provided a bit of information there. It's um, like I say, I'm an open book with all this sort of stuff because I know I can help people. If you enjoyed this episode or one of the previous ones, then please do go to iTunes and leave me a review. Also, not forgetting you can now subscribe and download this podcast on Stitcher. And before I forget, if you wanted to see the video version of this podcast, just type in Mindset Game Podcast on YouTube and it should come up. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.